I'm Stuart Childs and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. There's been a lot of talk about nitrate spending in the last number of weeks and this is coming into play in 2023. However, there are some people that are currently in derogation that have some items that need to get done before the end of the year in order to comply and there are also non-derogation farms that will have some work to do in order to comply with regulations in 2023. So I asked Podrick McCormack, Dairy Advisor in Chagas Moor Park, to tell me some of this information. And I started by asking Podrick in relation to derogation farms first, what are the items that are potentially outstanding for people to deal with in relation to complying with their derogation requirements for 2022? There's a few different types of items that are potentially outstanding for, for, for derogation farmers in 2022. Um, to start off with, I suppose, is our, is our grass covers, which are a requirement underneath under a derogation. Um, so I suppose if you took 20 measurements completed in 2021, you must complete a minimum of 20 grass measurements again in 22. Um, then I suppose if we look at those people who maybe did a, a court, completed a derogation grassland course in 2021 or new to derogation in 2022, um, you have two options open to you. So you can do 20 grass walks in 2022 recorded on software. Um, so so pasture-based Ireland and the regulation there is that you do 17 during March to September and then three walks during October to November. So potentially <clears throat> farmers may have the, another walk to do in, in November to complete those 20 measurements. And then the second option, I suppose, short is that um, those who attended the, the two half day training courses this year for grass measuring, that um, they are required to record a minimum of three grass recordings on pasture base now by, by, by the end of this grazing season this year. And I suppose just to emphasise the importance in relation to closing cover then, Padraig, is as well off to leave that walk there towards the very last days of November to get some sort of a handle in terms of what the farm has actually closed that. And given that it's probably so wet out there at the moment, anyway, it might be easier to leave the land dry a bit before you go walking. Exactly, sure. Yeah, it might, might be important maybe to have that final cover at the end of November just to see what, what, what you're finishing at, cows maybe housed. So just to see, I suppose, um, what you'll grow over that period and, and if, if you'll have enough um, of, an, of an opening cover there in springtime. But it's just important to point out that there are people who could have a lot of good work done and could fall short at, at the last hurdle if they have if they forget to do these final measurements, basically, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. yeah. You need to get that last cover done in November. Okay, so that's the grass covers piece of it, I suppose. What's the, what are the other main issues that people need to cover off? Yeah, so another thing I suppose short is um, spreading lime for the for the for the year. So as part of derogation, there's a four year liming plan requirement, and as part of this, a minimum of twenty five percent of your lime needs to be spread each year, um, and then the balance spread over the remaining three years. I suppose our advice would be to try and prioritize the lime, um, get it done in years one and two after the after you've got the soil results, and then this will allow the pH then to return to normal when when resampled in 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 year four. But I suppose just the important thing really here is to just make sure you know your own figure to to ensure that that you get that spread by that uh, requirement spread by by year end. Okay, so you mentioned there about the soil sampling in relation to getting the getting good results following the lime um, over a course of a number of years of applications. But um, how many people will have to soil sample this year now, or who does it? Who does the soil sampling affect for people that are in derogation currently? Yeah, I suppose, look, as part of derogation, look, if you're in derogation currently, um, soil samples are needed every four years. So if your last soil samples were, were four years ago, you need to soil sample again um, over this over the next few weeks. Um, a recommendation, I suppose, is to have one soil sample every every four hectares, really, um, is, what, is what we'd be um, advising. 
And that's a very important point as well, Project, because um, in some cases, five hectares is often seen as being sufficient, but there are some changes maybe coming to map the areas next year with kind of air, um, formerly ineligible areas maybe being potentially classed as eligible. So it could actually catch people out in terms of the numbers of soil samples that they'd have. So they should try to maximise the number of soil samples that they have rather than minimise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's better to have the four hectares, as you said. Look, five hectares might have been okay before, but but now going forward, um, it it might drive you over the five hectare threshold for each for each side sample. Okay, so um, we'll say there's another other a few items that I suppose people a lot of people should have already in place from previous years changes to the derogation. So we'll say two years ago, part of the midterm review that was done, there was a requirement to go fencing water courses, um, maybe adjustments to roadways, moving a water troughs. A lot of people probably have it done, but I suppose it's just no harm to cover it again, just to make sure for the people that maybe have, might have had it in their mind to do it, but haven't gotten around to doing it. What are the requirements in relation to those? Yeah, so I suppose, look, like you said, most people have probably done it already, but sure, it's a, it's good for a reminder. Um, I suppose not only, this not only applies to derogation farmers, the following one, but um, I suppose any roadway runoff is, isn't allowed to, to go to water courses or any waters, so... That means you have to camber roadways away from waters and, and or direct your um divert your, your runoff away from waters also. So that'd be that applies to all surface waters really short. So uh, your water courses, rivers, streams, drains, dry drains, these are these it applies to all of these. Um in terms of derogation farmers then also look water trucks must be located um over twenty meters away from your water courses. Um in terms of fencing, I suppose, look, you have to fence water courses 1.5 metres back from the top of the bank. Um, also, look, if there's any animals going across water um, water courses, you have to make sure that these these water cross crossings are, are fenced. Um, and also, look, um, cows or animals aren't allowed to, to, to drink out of any water courses either as, as part of the measures. Okay, so just I suppose coming back to the soil sampling, we'll say, and it's going to be a requirement, I suppose, for some for other categories of farmers as well. So, just when is the best time to take soil samples? It's a question that we get often asked. Yeah, so I suppose um, start the back end of the year is usually the best time to to soil sample. Um, usually, you'd like to leave at least two to three months, maybe since the last application of P and K, just to get a accurate accurate um a reading of your of your soil sample results. Um, so anytime now really until look the next next few weeks and months are, are a good time to get them done okay and uh, i suppose as i said it's not all about the derogation farmers There's a lot of farmers that aren't in derogation as well the farmers that are under 170 um is there a requirement for them to take soil samples for the for next year even if they're not applying for derogation from from 2023 from the first january next year it's it's a requirement for all farms stocked above 130 kilos per hectare of grassland to to take soil samples there's soil samples are coming down into, into those farmers and we'll see maybe we'll talk about it later as well in terms of low emission slurry spread and that's coming down to these farmers as well but i suppose look it's in terms of, of getting look taking soil samples it's, it's about making best use of, of of what you have on the farm and you mentioned it there now a second ago as well this is probably a very important point to make to people that um the low emission slurry spreading uh, application requirements are beginning to as i said precipitate down now so uh, before the um, derogation farmers were required we'll say so anyone over 170 was required to apply with low emission slurry spreading uh, equipment but that's beginning to move further down along the the picking order now we'll say so that's coming in over a phase basis will you just explain to people there what, what, what stages they're coming in at 
Yeah, so as you said, sure, look, previously it's it's mandatory for anyone over 170 to, to spread all their slurry using low emission slurry spreading. But from next year, now the 1st of January 23, anyone who is above 150 kilos of nitrogen per hectare, grassland stocking rate, they'll be required to spread all their slurry using low emission slurry spreading. Um, and then if we go further on then in 2024, this will apply to all farms that are stocked um, at 130 kilos of nitrogen per hectare. And if we move on again then to 2025, it's coming in that all farms stocked above 100 kilos of nitrogen per hectare, they'll be required to, to spread all their slurry using low emission slurry spreading. Very good. So that's basically going to catch an awful lot of farmers over the next number of years. And it's something that people need to be aware of is that that requirement is coming in. Um, I suppose, Padraig, there's a, a share of inspections taking place in relation to derogation. There's and nitrates full stop, I suppose. And that there's uh, I think it's gone up to 10 percent of all applications are now eligible to be um, inspected every year. And you've had a few of those inspections in the last number of weeks in your own area. What are the, the key stumbling blocks, I suppose, for people in relation to the inspections that you've seen so far? Yeah, I suppose. Look, the, the main things look out for really um, in terms of your inspections, I suppose, are look, make sure you have all your your, your lime spread. Um, also, look, there's a regulation there that um, any feed fed between the 15th of April to the 13th of September has to be, uh, it can't be any more than 15% crew protein. Um, and that's fed to fed to all all animals over the age of two, I suppose. Um, maybe other ones just ensure, as we talked about earlier, to make make sure all water courses are fenced off. Um, slurry storage requirements are very important on your farm. Just to know, make sure that you know what your requirement is on farm, and make sure you know what exactly the storage you have on your own farm. Now that you bring up the storage side, there's a few changes occurring that are affecting all farmers. They're not only the irrigation farms again. So for all farmers that are listening in, they, there's been obviously a change in, in the spreading period this year. We're moving back to the 8th of October and that's moving back further again in 2023. So in effect, it's actually, it could potentially be increasing storage requirement, even though it's the 16, 18, 20 weeks situation hasn't changed. It could mean that people might be a little bit more under pressure in terms of storage capacities on their farms. So will you just outline to me what, what those changes are there in relation to that? And then you might pick up on the soil water as well, which is obviously the big the elephant in the room, really, in terms of storage capacity on farms. Yeah, so I suppose, as you mentioned, look, this year we had to have our all our slurry spread by the 8th of October. Um, going forward next year then look it's going to be the um, the 1st of October in 2023 is when we'll have to have all our slurry spread so um, the storage period is, is the same 16, 18, 20, 22 weeks depending on what part of the country you're in but I suppose look the soil water storage requirements are, are changing um, so for this year it's worth noting that you can't spread any soil water from the 21st to the 31st of December Um Going forward next year, then look, silt water storage requirements will be increasing to three weeks, and then as we get into into twenty twenty four, that silt water storage requirement will be increasing again to four weeks. Um, so look, it's important maybe to just figure out on your own farm what your silt water uh, requirement is, looking at these these kind of changes coming in. So winter milk producers have a little bit longer there on that final step of the journey that the manufacturing milk people will have. They've, I think they have until 2025, is it? Uh, yeah, so theirs will be, theirs, theirs will come in in 2025. There'll be kind of a year. Um, year's grace. Year's grace yeah. there, maybe, maybe. So that's just basically to acknowledge that they have quite a significant amount of storage maybe to put in place and to give them greater give time them to time. put that in. 
Okay, so I suppose, Padraig, just to finally wrap up, um, are there things that people could be doing themselves, we'll say, that might make things a bit easier in terms of complying with these inspections and derogation uh, records and so forth at the end of the year in terms of maybe putting stuff together as they're going through the year or maybe staying in contact with yourselves in the offices or whatever that might help just make life a bit easier around compliance uh, and like you said a number of things there that people need to do so some people uh, I've, I've seen I've seen it in the past there that people would have lime spread but it's actually only when you ask them that they remember that they actually had spread it in some cases so when this crops up for an inspection obviously there's a bit of a kind of a, a scramble maybe to get the lime dockets and so forth like that so is there anything people could be doing maybe to help uh, help get along through this more smoothly maybe or to make life a little less stressful maybe yeah sure sure look there's a few things i suppose that could be done maybe in terms of um getting your records together as the, as they come in um such as i just said if they're spreading lime now at the moment if you get your docket in or whatever um in the post just maybe take a copy of it send it into the office or or even send a photo to your advisor or it, it depends what it depends on each each whatever suits um each person i suppose but um it's about yeah as they come in to 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 get them um the final one then i suppose Patrick, with the fertilizer register coming in there in january as well there's going to be a bit of pressure on within the offices as well there's some talk of having to register farmers for that um process as well and there'll have to be a declaration of maybe what fertilizer stock was left over from 2022 basically to start that process as well so again there's there's homework that people could be doing now that'll make life easier in january because very quickly we run into the start of calving farmers are under pressure you're looking for stuff from them um, and they don't have the time to get it so they could be doing that now because the vast majority of fertilizer while people still might be trying to do some deals at the moment is sorted for 2022 and people can actually kind of put that in paper or put that or put that paper together for you yeah exactly look um look everyone know what fertilizer they've bought since the 15th of september um so if they if they could could bring it into us i suppose um as soon as they can it, it takes a lot of time out when when people are busy or maybe in the springtime calving and all it, it um it might just take it it might be easier now to bring it in now rather than, than than wait till that busy time of the year i suppose and people are getting ready in january getting ready for a calving and then once the calving comes in it, it gets it's a busy time on farms so it's hard to get the time to, to to bring them in at that stage yeah so i suppose the that final piece i suppose Patrick, in terms of that record keeping for derogation and for nitrates and so forth is is actually an opportunity maybe for people to sit down and do a bit of book work anyway for the year which might feed into doing profit monitor later on in the next couple of months and uh, just make life a little bit easier the other thing i suppose is our might might be getting people organized for tax as well early in 2023 because obviously 2022 is a big year in terms of financial returns from dairying and there could be a few tax headaches uh, cropping up for people that they'd want to be knowing about earlier sooner rather than later i suppose yeah exactly i suppose they all feed in all feed into the one there look it's it's good to know your position what where where you are i suppose and with the year ending and maybe planning going forward and, and maybe planning for um, from behind as well seeing what seeing what you did and maybe what you could change um but yeah look at it, it all works and it's in terms of a farm planning kind of a strategy it's it's helping it's helping look to get your records together but planning for next year as well and seeing what position you're in okay super Padraig. thanks very much for coming on this morning thanks sure that's all for this week's episode of the dairy edge podcast and my thanks to Padraig mccormick for joining me on this week's show don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the podcast you can listen on apple and google podcasts as well as spotify and for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Stuart Childs, and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.